You're listening to Comedy Central. Hello and welcome to Everyday Decisions. I'm your host, Joe Firestone. This is a podcast where I talk to people about the last 24 hours of their day to kind of figure out how they get through it. Um, each week I, I'm wondering more and more, what is normal? What is good? Is what I'm doing bad? And that's a question I've, I can't answer, but this podcast is helpful in that regard. Um, so, uh, my guest today is a very dear friend, very, very funny comedian and writer, Josh Sharp. He's talking to me from Brooklyn. I just adore him, and uh, I think that he, uh, his day was truly delightful to listen to, especially considering um, I spent most of the day lying on the floor playing online solitaire. So this was, it was just nice to know what is possible, and um, I think that tomorrow will be different for me because of it. So I hope everybody's staying safe and uh, doing what they can, and um, I hope you enjoy this episode with the lovely Josh Sharp. Okay, so I'm on with Josh Sharp. I can't believe we finally got you. Here we are, Joe, (laughs) talking on the phone, but for everybody to hear. I know. Well, I'm glad to talk to you. I do apologize. I want to tell you, coming into this, I, I, something is wrong with my brain, and I, I apologize. Um, You're apologizing I, for your brain or something specific yeah, that it did? No, no, no. I, well, I just, you know, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but I've become um, addicted to online solitaire, and all I think about now is stacking, you know, red on black, red on black. Um, sure. Sure. And, and that's kind of all I'm thinking about. My brain, the rest of it has gone away. So so I just wanted to put it out there that that's kind of where I'm coming from. And I'm going to try my best because you deserve an incredible interview. But um, but you might be kinda... playing solitaire in your mind is sort of what you're saying. Yeah. 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 You understand? That's fine. I sort of always, I'll be honest, you've always sort of had a look in your eyes, that sort of glassy look where I said, I wonder if she's playing cards back there. So this doesn't surprise oh. me to sort of have confirmed. Oh, sometimes it's me playing cards back there, and sometimes it's just the flu. <laughs> so or now, flu-like uh, symptoms. Flu-like symptoms. I mean, let's. I mean, let's not even go down that train. Going, it's we going. We can't. Sh- not now. Sh- In February, that would have been sea. funny. Back when we first were going to do this podcast, but now oh you can't gosh. joke about flu-like symptoms. <laughs> no, we cannot. That's off. We had a whole circle of things that are that are not jokeable and that's perfectly mm-hmm. fine by me make the circle bigger each day yep so now josh i um i don't know where you are right now i don't i don't know are you are you at home i'm at home i'm sitting in my bedroom actually on the bed i'm i'm actually sitting beside the bed cuz that's where my charger is and i needed to charge my phone i believe you're charging your phone as well it's something we established earlier with the audio technician Sometimes I think we have nothing in common, and then... And yet, and yet here we are. And yet here we are. So now, okay, so Josh, it's about 6, it's 6 p.m.-ish on a Wednesday night. It's it's August 5th. Now the heat, yeah. the heat is on. And, the heat is um, on. So 6 o'clock, it's Tuesday. What What's happening to you? I'm going to make a confession. I know exactly what I was doing 6 p.m. Tuesday. I wrote it down, and I will tell you, I was drinking a glass of water and um, mm-hmm. I have to give full context to the listeners because well, Joe and I are friends outside of this podcast. We've met before and I'll, frankly, I'll say you're one of my dearest friends and we've had a long going conversation about something I believe, which is that Joe Firestone doesn't drink enough water. Joe, would you say that's true? I drink two glasses of water a day. Isn't that enough? That is no way. No way. So the only thing I did do as I was recollecting my day is in the last 24 hours, I wrote down every time I drank a glass of water just to compare. (laughs) I knew this was going to get political. Yeah, these waters are pint glasses. So it's actually two cups, you know, would make one pint. So so each of these is a pint glass of water. And yes, was the one at 6 p.m. yesterday sort of forced so that I could start off my narrative of the day with a glass of water? 
Yeah, it was. You know, that you're right, that's a political <laughs> point. But every other water from now on that I mention is for, of my own volition. I was never thinking, you better drink a glass of water so you can tell Joe about it. I just drank water when I wanted water. Okay, other than the one at six where I said, you have to start the story by saying, Joe, I had a glass of water. But, I mean, and I'm not trying to poke holes, you know, sink the ship, but are you thirsty that much? Or is it just that you're thinking, oh, I should try drink water? I think it's a combination of things. I think it feels good to do because it's actually, uh, this is an interesting bit of science. You need water um, to be a living human person. And so I Mm -hmm. actually derive joy and pleasure from it. Um, But also um, when it's as hot as it is, it's a combination of sometimes I'm thirsty and sometimes it's just like you, you, I feel a need for it in this, in this heat, you know? So if anything, my water drinking might be skewed a little more than if we did talk back in February when we first were going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, it would have been more than two. Yeah. I, I just find that most of the time when you think you need a, a glass of water, really only, you just need a, a, a stick of gum. Uh, yeah, no. Do you know I also don't like, to, I love gum, but I never chew gum for more than about two minutes. What? And then I spit the stick out. I just want the taste Jeez, of the gum I and then like I don't Violet want to. I feel Beauregard. That, I chew gum for hours. Nope, not me. Two minutes. We're opposite. You spend all your day chewing gum and I spend all my day drinking water. Well, and both of us still uh, plump as peaches. Filled Plump to the brim with moisture. You're turning violet, violet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're big, round blueberries. So then you, okay, so at 6 p.m. you drink some water, and then, and then is this, uh, are you in your house? What are you doing? I'm in my house. I'm actually with my lover, and I have to confess that we were watching um, a Harry Potter film. And I'll, I'm, I don't, the last one, the last film, which is eight or the second half of the seventh book. We've been on a long endeavor to watch all the movies because he loves them. And I know, and he bought them years ago, these films on digital streaming services long before we knew she was a turf. So at least uh-huh. I feel that by, by watching it last night, we were not financially supporting her. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. we had pledged to finish them. And so I would say like once every couple of months, we're like, should we watch another? And we did, we were in the middle of finishing it last night. Um, so I, so we were starting to watch it. Um, and we watched like the first half before dinner. And actually, at six thirty-four, I had another glass of water, just so you know. Oh, um, and then, God. and then around seven, we had dinner, and he actually made a salmon salad for me. Oh my God! It's like a sixteen-dollar entree at most restaurants. Uh, exactly. And guess how much I paid for it? How much? Well, room and board. So you know, <laughs> I put him up. Um, no, I didn't pay a thing. So that's sort of nice. He did it out of love. Wow, that's great. And can, does, can I ask does you... Does Mike ever make you, you salmon salad? No. No. Hmm. Mm. Do you ever make Mike a salmon salad? I never touch the stuff. I never even... That never, it never occurred to me as a dinner. Which this, which part... I, I bet you have salad, though, right? I had one salad in all of quarantine. Wow. And have you had salmon in quarantine? I haven't had one single bite of salmon. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you couldn't have had a salmon salad in quarantine. Can I ask you well, this? Well, it's a relatively so spreading... easy meal. It seems like it could be kind of fresh. You know, it could be kind of fresh and quick. It felt you, really you, good. We got, you know. the, we got the fancy arugula from the um, meat hook, and I also had some farmer's market tomato, and then the salmon was less fancy, and then he baked it in the oven, and he threw it on top in it with some lemon and some oil and some salt and some pepper, and it was really good. Wow. That's a nice relationship you have. But yeah. I, I, I do have a quick question about Harry Potter, which is that sure, I find be that... Quick, but... Well, when it, it, it is quick. I, I just <laughs> wanted to know... Uh, when I watch them, I watch them all at once, and I find that I can almost predict how everybody's going to look, except for Daniel Radcliffe, right? Based really? on what, what were you were you surprised that he gets sort of hot at the end? I guess I just didn't understand the way his body was growing, and everybody else I kind of understood it. So I just want to know if over time you're spreading them out, does it seem like uh, everything makes sense? It did, but you're right. I probably had more time to sort of acclimate to his changing body. 
It is funny that by the end, he's sort of shirtless more than you would think Harry Potter would be. There's like multiple scenes where he like gets shirtless and you're like, okay, Daniel Radcliffe has abs. This is weird. Well, as as they say, if you've got abs and you're Harry Potter, let the people know. Yeah. You know what, Joe, I don't know if you remember, but a scene that struck me, because I hadn't seen any of the movies since I watched them in theater, but a scene that really struck me was the, you know, the very last scene of the movie where they're like 19 years later and now like 18 year old Daniel Radcliffe and the rest of them are all pretending to be like themselves as parents and they've got kids now and stuff. Do you remember that scene? That's like the epilogue scene. Uh-huh. And they're all wearing like goofy mustaches to make them look older. And it really doesn't work for any of them. And I just thought, I bet they had a lot of laughs on set that day. Don't you bet? <laughs> they're a bunch of teenagers dressed up to look like they're 40. And they probably had a lot of laughs. No, that's a pretty fun activity. Can you imagine? I just have to imagine. Oh, can you imagine them laughing on set? It, I mean, I you and I are not teenagers. We're in our 30s. And yet, if we were shooting something where we had to look 60, I bet we'd laugh a lot. I bet we'd have a good time. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'd have a great time. I mean, the thing is, you you hope that everybody gets along on set. But sometimes you almost wish that they don't because then there's more articles. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's you know, true. Oh, okay, so you're watching Harry Potter Seven, the the gift, the gift that keeps on giving, and then yeah, you're eating your two. salmon salad. And then what? What uh, did you have anything to drink besides water? Well, I had a fourth glass of water actually that I wrote down. This is the fourth pint at eight fifteen. So at this Jeez. point, at this point, we're at eight sort of cups. So that's about half a gallon of water. Oh um, my god. And um, I didn't have, oh, I had a beer. I had a beer. I had a fancy beer. Okay. And then later in the evening, I made myself a cocktail, actually, after the movie was over. And my lo- my lover then decided to go to bed early, and I stayed up reading, and I had a fifth water, and then I also had a cocktail. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I hate to pry into scatological, but how often are you going to the bathroom? You know, it, in quarantine, I'm certainly going a fair amount because why? Actually, you know what, Joe? I, I just had a flash of something that I'm sure I'm going to mess up the details of. I haven't done the research, but I remember there's this interview I watched and I think is with Mickey Rooney and he's like 94 years old and they're asking him, like, what's the one thing you'd tell to younger people? And they're really looking for like, you're, you know, almost 100. What is your sage advice? And all he says is, if you got a pee, pee. Why would you hold it? And that's his only advice. And I would say in quarantine, I've really followed that. So I was just like pee whenever I need to. Even if I'm not like at full. Even if I'm at like half tank, I'll be like, sure, let's get this out of me. You know? Uh, what, so I mean, yeah, I would say I pee a fair amount. Probably every hour or so. Well, yeah. Yeah. But you don't mind it. You don't get tired of it. No, and especially, I, I would say the day I'm recounting to you is a little more activity-filled than normal for some reasons of just some errands I had to run and my the boyfriend being here. He's been away for many months, and he got back last week, so I think we were, like, doing things. But I think in, like, the throes of quarantine, when I was just sort of trapped in the house, I sometimes liked it just to have something to do. I would just putter around a lot. You know what I mean? I would just be like, walk. I'd walk over and I'd pee, and then I'd walk over and I'd like make a coffee, and then I'd walk over and I'd sit in one chair, and then I'd walk over and sit in another chair, and you know, I'd just sort of like <laughs> roam around. <laughs> yeah, so maybe the bathroom was kind of an excursion. Oh, it certainly felt like something to do. Yeah. Well, so then, okay, so you you uh, you tell us you made a cocktail and you were reading. What are you reading? I just um, uh, started a, a novel the other day. I've been spending most of the last two months reading a bunch of um, socialist books. Because one night I got sort of, hi, don't tell the cops. Uh-huh. And, um, and I went on Verso Books, which is like a leftist book publishing company I like. And they had everything for 40% off. And I would say I spent um, close to $250 on books. And so I've been working my way through a lot of socialist tomes but um now that the library is back open for grab and go i'm I'm supplementing it with some fiction so i'm reading a novel right now called mostly dead things that's about a lesbian taxidermist oh i tried reading that yeah you tried and you gave up you didn't like it i stopped yeah i gave it i gave it away can you tell me why you um why you stopped was it because you said this is bad 
Um, I, you know, I, I think that maybe I just wasn't in a, sometimes when the, I'll tell you this, sometimes when the narrator is, uh, is, is struggling, the protagonist is struggling and I don't see a way that they're going to get past it, I find myself feeling stuck. Yeah. Well, you're an empath. Oh, well, um, I guess I'm an empath. (laughs) You really are an empath. All right. Well, let me know what happens. I, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I'll get it back. I'll get it back if it's not, if it's good. I think I'm liking it, but maybe not loving it. And in another time, I could see maybe me doing like you did and putting it down. But I'm truly coming off of, I would say in the last two months, like one out of every four of these books, I put down because I'm like, well, I don't have enough um extensive knowledge of social theory at the PhD level to understand this. So I think like coming off of that regiment of reading, the idea that she is just sort of like having a stressful time and, you know, stuffing bores, I'm sort of like, this is a blast. So, you know, I might be in a different headspace. Sorry to go back to the salmon. I, I just want to know, because usually when I have that healthy of a dinner, I usually kind of go for something uh, like a dessert or some kind of something. D- did you just have the salmon salad? No, we had, I did have a dessert. What did I have? Oh, I just had, um, um, I had um, sugary cereal later in the evening. Mm, good, good. And that was sort of felt like my dessert, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a, I guess I'm kind of a, um, what you'd call a really fast eater. I eat very quickly, especially if me it's too. good it makes for me. my lover uncomfortable. Yeah. Cause I eat too fast. Yeah. Yeah. It makes most people uncomfortable. I find, but so I, but I, I try to uh, eat the healthy stuff really, really fast to get it over with. Interesting. Now, wait, are there any, you know, quote unquote, healthy foods that you enjoy eating? Because I would say there's a lot of health. I mean, I like unhealthy foods, too, but a lot of healthy foods, it doesn't necessarily feel like a chore to eat. Like this did not feel like work to eat a salmon salad. It tasted really good to me in addition to feeling healthy. Are there any healthy foods that feel like that to you where you're like, oh, actually, I like grilled kale or whatever? Um, no, no. Oh, Okay. Okay. And I also have a sweet tooth, to be clear. I'm not, it's not like I'm just eating health food. I love. No, I know about your sweet tooth. and You know. I, I know about it, yeah. You know me, because so, we've hung out, and I got, always got to pop in somewhere and get a treat. We'll be walking around, and within an hour, I'm like, should we go get a little cookie or something, you know? Yeah, you do. You like to get a little donut or cookie or a piece of pie. You really do like to have a little treat. I like to hmm. get a little treat, yeah. Okay, so then you're you're up late reading and are you like at this point have you talked to anybody besides your boyfriend or is it just like are you kind of solitary to eleven thirty when i went to bed i don't think i talked to anyone but him because i i've spent so many you know sort of accidentally being gone for longer than he thought it would be he was like down home for many months so i think mm-hmm. because i've been alone for so long it like even just having one person to talk to sort of feels like um, a thrill, you know? Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel high off it. And and then, uh, okay, so then uh, what time, oh, sorry, what cocktail did you make? I made um, I made a Negroni. Mm, I knew you were going to make it. Maybe my favorite cocktail. I knew you were going to make a Negroni. <laughs> you know me. It's, uh, it's, it's a really, uh, it's, it kind of tastes, I got to tell you, to me, the Negroni kind of tastes like death itself. Yeah, it's very bitter. And anytime I'm with someone and they, they haven't had one and I order one and they're like, what is that? And I'm like, it's my favorite. And they're like, oh, I should get one too. I always say, no, you definitely should not. <laughs> because I just don't, I've been through that so many times where then someone gets one and they're like, oh, it's so bitter. And I'm like, yes. Or I say, have a sip first and see if you still like it. I bet you might not. You know, you really have to tell yeah. people that it's going to be bitter. Yeah, I was I once I once went to a bar and a man at the bar, he was in a full suit on a Sunday night and he he was drinking a Negroni. It was a it was a gay bar in the in the 40s, in the 40s, in the 1940s, 
in the 1940s. This was when I was time traveling, kind of, kind of. Sure, I remember time. that. But I remember he offered me a sip of his Negroni, and I thought that was such a a personal and intimate gesture for someone who didn't know my mouth. That's definitely very intimate. I All right. the other day wondered why it was called that, and I looked it up, and it's named after this countess in in Italy who like. You know, a hundred some years ago, she was ordering an Americano, which was her favorite drink, which is Campari and sweet vermouth and club soda. And then she was like, but what if it were all booze? And she just requested the bartender take out the club soda and put in gin. And I do like that the origin is just like a drunk woman wanting to get even drunker, <laughs> you know, being like right now, this drink is too, like two out of the three parts are liquor. And she was like, but what if all three were? <laughs> so I think that's pretty fun. There's truly no mixer in it. It's just sweet remove is the mixer, which is a wine. You know what I mean? Like that's the only <laughs> part that's not full liquor. Let me t- tell me about what happened. So you go to bed at what time? I went to bed last night at around like 1130. I feel like in quarantine, I've been going to bed earlier since all of my nighttime activities are canceled. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I've also been waking up sort of early, but I always used to wake up pretty early. I just have trouble sleeping, but now I feel like I wake up like early. Um, okay, so, like, so like, like better... this morning I got up at like six yeah. 30 and oh. I got a six and I had a six glass of water and then oh. I went back and laid down until around eight, eight 30. And then I like got up like eight, eight 30. And are you going back to sleep in that time or you're just laying? I don't, it's one of those where I cannot really, if I have to go on the record, I cannot tell you if I did or not. Do you know what I mean? Where you're like, <laughs> in my mind, I sort of just laid there, but I really might have fallen asleep. <laughs> you know those feelings where you have like a sleepless night and you're like, I don't think I slept at all, but then you can't really remember every moment and you're like, I must have slept somewhere in there, right? Like I didn't just lay there for eight hours, yeah. right? It, uh, so it was like one of those times where I was like, I bet I maybe dozed. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't like going back to sleep. That window though is dangerous for me. That's when I have the dreams about, you know, the you know, puking and and taking tests. I'm not prepared for that's when those dreams start to come out. Mm-hmm. I get yeah. that. I still have um, stress dreams about being a teacher, and I haven't been a public school teacher in 10 years, but I still have those. Yeah, it stays with you. It really does. I, I have a lot of dreams about driving cars, and I'm not near any of those anymore, <laughs> I'll tell you that. No, no. It's, you know, ever since the, well, the law won't allow you. Well, well, that's that, and that's on the law. Okay, so you you, you wake up at six thirty. You drink another glass of water. Yeah, we got yeah, it. Yeah, and I actually and then, had to get up. And you're not gonna you're gonna believe this, I'm sure, but I had to get up at six thirty to pee. And so then I also got a glass of water, and then I dozed. And then at eight thirty, I got up, and I probably peed again, though I wasn't keeping track of this. Again, the only thing I really kept track of was the water. And I had an, another glass of water, and then I made some coffee, and I started to have coffee, and I um went back to reading my book in the morning. Well, actually, I sort of puttered around. Morning time is the time where I still sort of live that quarantine life, and I sort of, I putter around. I'll, like, put on a song, and I'll go, and I'll, like, wash a dish, and then I'll maybe, like, put one thing away, and then I'll, like, walk over and move a candle. You know what I mean? Like, I just do, like, 90, 30-second tasks, I feel like. So I, like, puttered around, and I read a little, and I had my coffee, and I sort of, like, came came to until... Blake woke up because Blake woke up closer to like 10 and then you're not going to believe this. Blake also made breakfast. I'm starting Mm. to think he wanted to look good on the podcast, frankly, (laughs) to have made consecutive meals. What did he make you for breakfast? He decided to make, um, uh, he made eggs on toast with this spicy tomato jam that I have and some cheese. So he made sort of an egg toast with spicy tomato jam. That was really good actually. Wow. And some blueberries. We also had blueberries. And I had my eighth water. And w- water, right, water. I mean, it's also just like the fact that you go, you will go to the bathroom and then drink water right after. It's like you're not giving your body even a chance to stay, you know, uninfluenced. Like, Joe, you know. I know you don't drive, but you remember driving. When your car gets on E for empty, you don't go, well, I got to give my car a chance to be empty for a while before I fill it back <laughs> up with gas. You just fill her right back up. You get going, you know? You don't say, I got to let this car just have a moment to experience emptiness. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. 
yeah, I under I understand. The metaphor made it much clearer. Thank you. I guess a closer metaphor would be: Do you feel like you've ever pooped and then had a snack? Because I bet you have. <laughs> Something. Or do you poop right and go? It. I should really let this be. I should give it an hour before I put anything <laughs> back in there. Well, what about swimming after eating? What about that one? Well, that I agree with, but they don't say anything about swimming after having a pint glass of water. So I could have mm. swam at any moment of the day that I described to you. Mm. Even given well, my sort of um, copious water drinking, I could have I could have swam the English Channel if I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, well, my good luck finding it. It's probably inside your body based on how much <laughs> oh water you drink. Sorry to get rude. <laughs> Sorry. You just got that. Joe Firestone's classic brand of rude comedy, and wow, I got <laughs> caught up in the crosshairs. Dang. Snip, snip. Yeah. That's so, a good uh, phrase. Yeah. Now, Joe, I think you're going to like what happened after that. Because at around what? like 11 or 11.30, um, I remember I had another glass of water because we were about to go out, and we were going out to run some errands. And one of the errands was that my boyfriend really wanted to get a big cup with a handle. <laughs> Don't you like that? <laughs> Why did he want that? Well, you're not going to believe this. When he was home for many months, his mom had this giant cup with a handle, and he used to like to fill it up with lemon water and drink from it all day. And he was like, I want a big cup with a handle. And we could not find one. We went to several <laughs> stores, and we could not find a big cup with a handle. Basically, I had a couple of other errands, and so we were like, well, I need something in the 99-cent store. You might find it there, and it wasn't there. And then I had to go get – um a washer nut to fix the lid on my um, cookie jar that's now filled with condoms. I have a cookie jar. It's sort of a fun little cheeky joke. It's filled with condoms instead. And it's very, if a, if a guest is over, remember when we had guests, I can sort of go, uh -huh. and that's the condom jar, you know, take a condom, leave a condom. You know, I can do like that kind of thing when I'm doing the house tour. And, but the, the lid had come undone and I needed a new washer nut. So we went to the hardware store, no big cups there. Then I needed deodorant, so we went to the pharmacy. No big cups with handles there. So we couldn't find a big <laughs> cup with a handle anywhere. And it really was, that was frustrating, actually. Yeah, also, in the middle of errands, I got a cookie, You're, oh. which, which you might. And actually what happened was I walked by and I was like, should we get a cookie? And then Blake was like, I don't know if I want one. And I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, but we could get one maybe after because we were walking to an appointment he had. And um. And then we walked a little bit and I had to stop and we got like one block and I had to say, Blake, you know what? I did the thing. Cause I sort of knew we wouldn't go after because we were going to be on the other side of the neighborhood. And I said, I did that thing where I tried to like say, okay, what if we don't actually go back later? How will that make me feel? And the answer was disappointed. I said, you know what? <laughs> I ran the simulation. We need to turn back and I need to get a cookie. So then we did go back a block and then I did get a cookie. What flavor? Um, chocolate chip with walnut from Levian Bakery. Oh, you got one of those in your neighborhood? It just opened in Williamsburg. So, you know, you got to support a local business. So oh I got one of those gosh. big cookies. I, I got to tell you this. I, I have fond memories of those cookies. One, one Christmas, my mom was in town and we went to see uh, It's a Wonderful Life. And both had those cookies. We snuck them into the theater. I thought, this is it. That's really good. You saw the film while your mom was visiting New York? Mm-hmm. Or was this some sort of play version of it that I'm forgetting? No, this was a film. Sometimes they play it around Christmas time. Yeah, that sounds really fun. Well, the next time you come over to my neighborhood and we go on a socially distanced walk, we can go and get um, big cookies. Mm. And now, okay, so you had this big cookie, and, uh, and then uh, you end up going to another... You, you do another errand. Yeah, right? we had a bunch of little things to get done. Mm -hmm. um, and we did all those, but we couldn't find the... Um, I got the washer nut for my condom jar, but we couldn't find the big cup with the handle, Yeah, which was really too bad. And then we came back around one and had lunch, and Blake did not make it this time. I made lunch. Oh, okay. What'd you make? Want to know what I made? Yeah. Tomato sandwich. With those uh, big heirloom tomatoes I got from the farmer's market. I'm talking like mayonnaise, it, it, salt, pepper, tomato on sourdough. Mmm, Joe, I can have one of those know, every day of the summer. That is honestly one of my favorite sandwiches. And you know why I started eating it? Why? Harriet the Spy. I had forgotten that that's a part of Harriet the Spy. 
Yeah, she she eats them every day for lunch, and they're big and wet. They're not good to take in a lunchbox, but they are a great sandwich. No, and they're really not good to take every day because they're really only good like in the summer when tomatoes are in season. If you're having one in the winter, I'm like, who? No, 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 no. <laughs> Have a root vegetable. Have a squash sandwich. <laughs> Although squashes so. maybe are summer. I'm not good at knowing when things are in season, but I do know that tomatoes are in season right the heck now. Yeah. And then, um, and during lunch, uh, are you, like, are you are you talking together? Or what? Ha- are you just kind of quietly eating your sandwich? Yeah, we sort of, like, um, chatted a little bit, and then at a certain point, Blake put something on the TV, and I don't even remember what. Because I would say... He's sort of a person who likes to have TV on in the background, and I'm not always that person. So I probably was, mm-hmm. like, sort of tuning it out, you know? Yeah. I really can't remember. Oh, maybe I do remember. It was Bob's Burgers. That's what he put on. It just took me a minute to get there. So we talked for a little bit, and then he watched an episode of um of the animated um television program Bob's Burgers. Okay. Yeah. I, I have a partner who, who is a big TV during meals guy as well, and that's that's um – that is how I've gotten through uh, four seasons of Entourage. <clears throat> sure. Well, I'm not opposed to it when I'm in the mood, but I do sometimes like, like Blake knows that if he really wants to like make me happy, then it's like, oh, we pull the table out and we eat at the table and we pretend, you know, we pretend we're at a restaurant or something now. Because um, <laughs> I have a table, but I push it against the wall because I'm, I'm in a railroad, so the apartment's kind of skinny. But then if you pull it out, it's like, okay, now we can sit on either end and sort of, you know, feel like we're dining. Yeah, sometimes that is nice. I, sometimes that's like when I use a napkin. I really think this is, you use, the, do you use napkins? Is that something you use? I don't, I often just do a paper towel. But do you know what? When I was last in North Carolina, my mom, um, who is no longer amongst the living, she's been a dead person for like nine years, but there's still are so many decorative napkins like she must have owned thousands of packets of like you know the little square ones that are like oh look these ones are like cornucopias for fall and like these ones have american flags for july 4th there are so many of them still in the closet of our house so now every time when i go home i grab a couple for fun so sometimes we'll use those but we did not yesterday. But those are the only times I really use like a napkin. Or if I have people over to the house, again, <laughs> in the great before, um, when I would pull the table out and like have a dinner party, I have like cloth napkins for when I really want to feel like I'm a hostess with the mostess, et cetera. But no, yeah. normally I'm just using a paper towel. Okay. Okay. But when yeah. you say that, you know, sort of when you use a napkin, you feel alive, you mean, you mean a, a cloth napkin or do you just mean anything that's not a a paper napkin that's actually like this is only for dabbing your hands or mouth after food and not like a paper towel but sort of like well you could use this to clean up a mess you could use this as a napkin i don't know i trust you do what you will you know <laughs> well i i guess i was for a long time i didn't like napkins i thought they were wasteful which i do think they are but i would just you know any mess i made i'd put it back in my mouth you know what i mean and so then and then you um, just wash your hands i didn't even i or, mean or do you lick your hands Lick the hands, put them on my pants, whatever. You know, nobody was watching me eat really for a while. And then uh, when somebody's there, they see that. And then, you know, you you can't be the person that put the, that put the butter on your pants. You know what I mean? No, but Joe, you, you would even uh, um, reject a napkin even when you were having a big sloppy tomato sandwich, oozing mayonnaise? It's all going in the mouth. It's all in there. Did Harriet the Spy use a napkin? No, she was, she's too busy solving cases. Would you say Harriet the Spy is one of your biggest influences? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Okay, now y- you, uh, you make the tomato sandwich, you're uh, sort of watching Bob's Burgers, and then, and then what, what happens in this well, afternoon? Well, then Blake had to talk to his, um, at like 2.30, he had to talk to his, therapist on the computer and so i was going to leave the apartment just to like give him the space so i went on a bike ride and i biked around because i have a bike now joe we've talked about that a little bit but for the last Mm -hmm. three months i've been a biking babe and you're gonna love it the next time you see me because i have a fat ass and thick thighs now from all the biking (laughs) i'm doing 
And I know that's one of your biggest notes you've been giving me for years. You said, I would really like you more if you had a fat bacon ass and some thick, juicy thighs. And just know that it's there and it's only getting fatter and it's only getting juicier. I, I'm, I, really quickly, I'm sorry. I didn't really u- know you used your thighs in bicycling. I thought you just used your calves on rotating at the knee. No, no, no. It's mostly, I would say, quads and hams, you know? You don't really have to use the calves that much. It's a lot but, of like, like, right, Joe, are you sitting in a chair? Yeah. Okay, lift your feet off the ground. Uh-huh. And then start to do a bicycle motion. Yeah. You see how you feel it on like the tops of your thighs and not in your calves at all? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess I was just thinking that maybe you just kind of move your your feet back and forth uh, from the knee, but I understand that that maybe wouldn't wouldn't work the bicycle so well now that you yeah, had me no. do this demonstration. Actually, now I want you to sit and lift your feet up and sort of lock your knees and not move your hands at all. And just try to move your feet using only your calves. And notice uh-huh. how really all your feet do is sort of, it just really makes your feet sort of go forward and back. And think about yeah. a bicycle and how that would not do anything to the bicycle. Yeah, no, I appreciate, I really appreciate you walking me through that. That was really helpful. Thank you. Um, well, I used to be a public school teacher, as I told you. I still have nightmares about it. So, you know, I sort of assess what you needed and scaffold what we call scaffolding. I could scaffold you there. Um, so you went for a bike ride around your neighborhood? Yeah, I just, I like to bike most days. And I would say typically I bike to a place. It's like, oh, I have to go pick up my lesbian taxidermist novel at the Epiphany Library on 23rd Street from my grab and go. So I bike there and I get it. You know, like usually I have a thing to do. But Uh today I just said, oh, that'll be a fun thing to do when I'm out of the house. So I decided to bike to this cemetery I hadn't been to in Queens, but it was a mistake because it was like in the part of Queens that's like full suburban. You know what I mean? And so there's just like, I mean, a lot of New York isn't great for biking. It's like fine. But there it's like, this is car culture. Like you might as well be in, you know, Charlotte, North Carolina. You know what I mean? Where it just feels like Trader Joe's with a parking lot, Wendy's with a drive through And so biking there, it felt not that fun because I felt like there were lots of cars and they really were unhappy that I was on the road that they also wanted to drive on, you know? Now, do you know, do you know the symbols? Uh, I do, I do. I, I think I do, I realize. I've, I've been doing something that I think are the symbols, but I feel like a lot of bikers don't really use the symbols that much. Because you're sort of in New York, like, most of the time, like, you're just sort of, like, defending yourself from cars. So you're always just sort of, like, doing your own work. To, like, you're assuming they don't give a shit about you, and you're sort of, like, trying to get out of their way more than you are, like, actually taking up space and being like, I'm taking a left, can't you see? You know what I mean? But it, it doesn't scare you? I mean, it feels good to bike? It, you're not afraid? Well, I would I would say I feel like a confident biker, and I'm also wearing a helmet. If you're not wearing a helmet, you're foolish. And also, I don't – I would describe myself as like a real – it's funny because I've lived in New York, what, 11 years, Joe? And, and yet having a bike for three months has, in a cliche way, been like, oh, my God, I'm experiencing the city in a new way. So now I feel like I'm a classic sort of Brooklyn biking babe where it's like – I'm going to bike around Brooklyn. There's certain neighborhoods I can know how to get to that have good bike lanes and it's not too scary. Like I'm not going to be a messenger man, you know, biking into Times Square every day and like having to like deal with Midtown. Like that will never be me. But, but if I want to go to Crown Heights, Oh, come on. You know, I take I take Manhattan down to Tompkins and I'm there, you know, like I, there's a bike lane the whole way. And are there moments where it's a little scary? Sure, because there's stuff in the bike lane all the time. But I can mostly feel good. I'm, I mostly feel good, you know? Mm, yeah. Have you, think, have you gotten it, into it a the fight? Pandemic. No, no, not good. yet. But I have certainly yelled at a car, you know? Okay. I certainly yelled at a car and sort of snidely ring, rung my bell at a pedestrian. Because <laughs> you'd think cars would be the only problem, and they mostly are. But pedestrians are too sometimes because they're only caring about cars. So sometimes they will like, 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 you know, like jaywalking, I think a great thing to do as a pedestrian, a very efficient thing to do, but only if you have clearance, like if you jaywalked against the light and a car hit you, it'd be like your fault because you should have, you should have looked and seen that there was no car and known that you could jaywalk. But I feel like people jaywalk in front of bikes all the time. Like they don't even, and you will have like a green light and be coming through and I'll have to like, swerve out of someone just because or people walk in the bike lane like it's sort of a second sidewalk and their backs are to you and they're not even paying attention because i think they think i'll hear a car 
or maybe they're thinking cars aren't in the bike lane. I don't know what it is, but yeah, sometimes that's happened where I've had to like ding at a person and be like, bike lane, you know, <laughs> but I try not to be too rude. I try to, I try to put an inflection. The, the one I just did for you was not exactly what I would do. I do more like bike lane like that, where it sort of sounds like <laughs> I'm reminding you. Whereas I'll yell at a car because also I'm a coward and they're not hearing anything. So I can sort of say whatever I want, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I I had that just reminded me. My I had a I have a friend who when there were like people on the subway that weren't like doing the right thing, like maybe they were leaning on the pole or they were like taking up sure. like two seats with a bag or so, something where like you're just doing something that you're not supposed to do or like breaking like, subway leave, decorum. Yeah, like leaving before people could get like or getting on before people could leave, and he would say to them. It's okay. Uh, it must be your first time in the city. I hope you enjoy it. And people <laughs> would get so mad at him because that's obviously really they were New Yorkers, and that's a big insult. That's really good. I'm going to remember that one for whenever we do take subways again. Ugh. I did take the subway the other day. You know what's happening on it? What? People are eating just like normal. <laughs> Through their masks? Or they're taking them off. They take off their masks. They're eating just like normal. Well, dang it! Shoot. Yeah. I hate <laughs> to hear that. I know most people are wearing masks, but you know there's somebody folding a slice of pizza, eating it, thinking this well, this is good and now normal. That this is the price we pay with indoor dining still being closed. People go where <laughs> yeah. this? I guess the subway train. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's that's on Cuomo. That's so, on Cuomo. Uh, that's on Cuomo. So now, um, okay, so then you went for a bike ride. You went to the cemetery, which is something that you liked. You're comfortable with death, I'm assuming. Yes, but honestly, um, this was more just like I looked at the map and was like, what would be a place to bike to, like a destination? And I said, there's a big cemetery I've never been to. But okay. it, like I said, it wasn't really, I wish I had not done that. I wish I'd gone somewhere else. Okay. But it's okay. It got me out of the house for an hour. And actually on the way back, I passed a Dollar General. And so I locked up the bike and I went in to see if uh -huh. I could find a big cup with a handle. And they didn't have one either. Oh. Can you believe that? Shoot. I really thought that we were going to hear a really cool ending to that story. Me too. I thought, oh, baby, baby, this is it. <laughs> Woo. The heavens have opened up and delivered me the store that certainly has a big <laughs> dumb cup with a handle. Dollar General. And yet I went in? No. Now, did Shoot. I buy a bunch of other garbage? Of course I did. Everything's a dollar <laughs> there. You can't say no. But um, I did not come. I, I went in to get $1 worth of things and came out with $16 worth of things I did not mean to get. So that means I got 16 items because they are a dollar each, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I wonder if maybe that this could be a crowdsource thing. Maybe people who are listening could, if they have tips... Maybe you could kind of come up with maybe a Gmail address, like Big Water I Cup. I would imagine the the results are going to pour in. Um, and then no, wait, Joe, I know we don't have yeah. too much more time, but there's one more thing I have to tell you about. Is that okay? Do what? we have time for that? Yeah, what? Yeah, of course. Because then after that, I went and got some wine at my brother's wine, the, the wine store where he works. And you know, he and he tells me this to my face all the time, how Joe, you are his favorite comedian. And he loves the podcast. So I feel like I would be remiss to not say that I went and saw my brother within the 24 oh my hours gosh. of my day. And I got some wow. fun wine from him. Wow. Your brother's so cool. Yeah, I, I think it's... so cool. Is it fair to say you guys are sort of mutually fans of each other? Yeah, big time. Big time. I, can't, I think I... So when I saw him perform for the first time, I just thought... I thought, an angel. It's an angel. And he thinks you're a funny, an, an angel with jokes. And you know what's interesting? I can tell that you two are brothers because when the first time I saw you on stage, I thought, what a little devil. Yeah. Oh, honey, yin and yang, heaven and hell. <laughs> He's the good one on your shoulder and I'm the bad one. Well, can I ask you this? So I know that you, I think that maybe we got to around this time. I just want to know, so like... As, like, okay, so you have a very different life now than you did four months ago, right? Yeah, and and also different than two months ago. 
you know? Today was the most like a day I would have had pre-pandemic, I feel like, that I've had in a while, just because I went out and I did things and I sort of like did manage to see people in a weird way, you know what I mean? But yeah. this is not how a lot of my days have been over the last couple of months. Well, do you, okay, so I guess I've been thinking about this a lot and that's why I'm asking you this, is that like, do you miss like the busy, like kind of comedian writer, like run around? Do you miss it? Like, do you miss doing shows? Do you miss that lifestyle or is this kind of adjusted now? I can't, some days I think, I think I miss doing things, but I don't know if I miss showing up to the basement of a bar, learning I'm 13th on a 12 person <laughs> lineup and being paid in beer. You know what I mean? Like, like I think, I think it will just embolden a path I was already on where I'm like, you definitely don't have to do every show doll. You know what I mean? Where I'll be a little, I was sort of already in that space, but I feel like I'm going to come back a real rude dude and people are going to ask me to do shows and I'm going to be like, sorry, I've done my one show for the month. You know, that's, I, that's where I think I'm at. I more miss going out to like gay bars and going dancing and eating at restaurants than I do doing shows. But I do miss shows a little bit. Also, Joe, are you having, cause I'm not doing a lot of these Zoom shows and stuff. So I have no clue what I would even want to say when we come back and do stand up. Like right now, I just can't imagine thinking of 10 minutes of things to tell an audience. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hear you. I don't, I wonder, um, I wonder what's, what it will be talked about. I wonder if people will want to hear about pandemic stuff after it's over. I wonder, I remember like even people doing pandemic stuff before the quarantine and people didn't want to hear about it. And so I wonder what will, I wonder if this is just a period of time that we'd like to be erased. Maybe you and I should just, cause we've only gotten to do this like once or twice where it was me when I got to like guest host shows with you and we got to do a big riff, you know, maybe when we come back, you and I should just book a bunch of big riff shows and sort of, you know, work it out. We could talk about water. We could talk, it could be a lot like this. We could talk about salmon. We could talk about Harriet the Spy and we wouldn't have to talk about anything that nobody wants to hear about. We'll talk about the things they want to hear about, you know, like yeah. getting a cookie. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people want to talk about getting a cookie. But but so okay so you um thank you for answering my question to quote Moonstruck thank you for answering my question uh so <laughs> you um I guess so it does seem like you had a very pleasant day I will say a few of your meals were provided uh huh you went for a bike ride you yep don't forget lots of water bit. lots of water don't forget. And Don't forget, so, I had the 10th during errands, the 11th during lunch, and then one and a half after the bike ride. So the grand total was 12 and a half. So about a gallon and a half of water. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, I, it's, I realized then, I didn't update you. Wow. I, I got to tell you this. I'm on my, I'm not exaggerating, second sip of water for the day. Joe, I have a genuine offer, and this is real. If I buy you one of those pitchers that says, this is how much you have to drink in a day, because I think the actual recommended thing is like eight cups, which is truly a third of what I did. If I bought you one of those, would you use it? And you can say, if you're going to, if you really think you're not going to use it, you can say no. I don't, I'm not going to use that. I don't know. I don't know what's going to trick. I mean, sometimes I'll put a little like a crystal light or Kool-Aid in there, but I don't know if that counts as Uh water once the powders got mixed in, but I guess well, you I know just what? don't. Actually, yeah. I'll buy two. I'll buy one for Blake and one for you. And it might be that drinking it out of a big fun cup will help. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just that I don't have a handle on my cups. They just keep slipping out of my hands. <laughs> oh, that's definitely it. You never mentioned how much it slips out of your hands. So you're trying yeah. to drink more than two glasses of water, but they're all just slipping out of your hands and spilling on the floor. Yeah, I mean, you know me, my fingers, they're barely hanging on. I need something I can really wrap my bones around. <laughs> We've pinpointed the issue here, and I can't wait for one of your dedicated listeners to buy us a big water cup with handle. And not something we buy on Amazon, okay? We have morals. Send it to us at okay. a different online purveyor. We will not be buying it off Amazon. Yeah, some something different, like OldNavy.com or something. <laughs> 
So, yeah, okay. Yeah, so or leviathanbakery.com. <laughs> Levain, so I now, can sing Levain. Le, I, whatever it is, it sounds French. Uh, that, <laughs> I, if you could, Josh, I just want to know, because you had a great day, it sounds like. I'm not going to try to make mm-hmm. you know judgment on your own day you had and not me. But if you could recommend one thing you did today that maybe, maybe you didn't have to do it today, but something that you've done frequently that you like a lot, that you'd say, this is good, some other person might like this. Because, I mean... You you honestly are maybe one of my w- more well-adjusted friends in comedy and beyond, and and you seem to have a really like good including head on dead your people, like even huh? even amongst ghosts and dead people. Is that the and beyond? Yeah, I would say even amongst those people, I I would say that you're probably one of the steadiest people I know, and and I guess yeah, I would like to know what. What is one thing you'd recommend that that helps you get to that? Or if well, it's natural, off, it's don't honor. tell us. Don't tell us if it's natural. Um, yeah. And obviously, you know, I'm going to say drink water, but I'm going to mm-hmm. try to do something else, which is that because I think you're right. I happen to have a pretty productive day, which felt good. But I don't know that you always have to like it. Sometimes that's a lot of pressure. So I maybe I would go back to and, and espouse the values of puttering. But I think puttering is a really good thing because it makes you feel productive even if you're not doing anything. But if you just think of it, if you think back on, like, if you spend a little 15 minutes walking around going like, oh, I could dust one thing or I could put this glass there. At the end, you go, you can think about like, oh, I did 90 things. And you really can go, <laughs> well, I guess I don't have to do anything else today. And it can really sort of like make you feel good in these quarantine times where maybe there's not a lot going on. But if you just go, oh, remember I got the mail? Remember I opened that package? <laughs> oh, remember I, you know what I mean? Like, remember I put the stuff in the drying rack into the shelf? Like that, I think. And I'll break it up too. I'll go and I'll sit down, I'll read one chapter, and then I'll get up and make one cup of coffee. Like, I'll just like break up all the activities into about 90 things. And it really feels good. Puttering. The art of puttering. Wow. That is very, that is very helpful. And I think that I will start changing the way I think because of that. I'm not joking. It's very Putter helpful. Around. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Josh, thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. It's so nice to talk to you. It's really nice to talk to you. I love you. You're one of my favorite people in the whole dang world. Right back at you. I love you too. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.